powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hi. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hi. Sit down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and happy Easter to each and every one of you, regardless of your religious affiliation. I hope everyone had a great day and are refreshed and ready for another work week. We have got another fantastic episode ready to go, and I cannot wait to have you hear it. Not a whole lot to report from the private world of Derek Duvall. Mrs. Duvall and I have watched a few fun films. One of them will be featured on a Derek and Mindy's Fun With Movies coming out sometime later this week. It's a look at one of my personal all-time favorite films, so be on the lookout for that. If you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I think you got a pretty good idea which one it is. So, welcome to episode 53. That's right, we welcome to the show an amazing up-and-coming musical talent. She is doing it all, folks. Singing, writing, acting. One hell of a triple threat. And her name is Liv Ritchie. We are going to be talking about how she got started in music, her career up to this point, her venture into acting, and so much more. Let's not waste any more time, though. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet and welcome, direct from the Longhorn State, Texas, the lovely Liv Ritchie. Liv, hello. Welcome to my show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I start the interviews with the same question. That is, how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 world we are living in? It's been interesting. I've definitely had to adapt to everything that the world, in every way that the world has changed. Career-wise, it's been super tricky, but there have been some blessings in disguise for sure. I was on a farm in Iowa for a majority of like the, the initial quarantine. Mm-hmm. So that was tricky and hard for me because I wasn't able to do all the music things that I was doing when I was living in L.A., I wasn't going to the studio every day, but I was writing a lot and spending time with family. Yeah, I like just developed a really awesome team right before the pandemic started. So things definitely were put on hold, but I've just been navigating all of that now and and releasing later than I thought I would um, new music and stuff. But I'm I'm just adapting to everything. You know, it's it's a whirlwind, but. Just that's, focusing that's, on the positive, I guess. Yeah, trying to make the best out of a, a really crappy situation. But like I said, you seem yeah, to be doing world, that pretty well. Yeah, the world is weird, and it's only getting weirder. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just choosing to enjoy life and the process and the people around me and the people I get to make music with because I've been surrounded by really lovely, awesome people. So I'm enjoying it. What a naturally nice, optimistic outlook. It's very rare to hear that these days. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so... I find it's always best to start at the beginning. Now, you are one of many guests who have come on my show from the great city of Chicago. Is that correct? Yes, I'm from Chicago. You, did you grow up there? And if so, what was it like? 
I did. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I absolutely love it. Like, I love the cold. I love winters. I love snow. I'm really weird like that. The city is incredible. I didn't spend enough time in the actual city, um, but we're huge Bulls fans and Blackhawks fans. I love sports. Bears? I love the Bears. Yeah, yes. my dad played for the Bears. So what? Really? Yeah, who, who was yeah. he? Um, he played for the Bears and the Steelers, like, way back when preseason. Um, and so I didn't even, like, get to see him play or anything. But, wow. yeah. That's what we never had on the show. So fantastic. All right. Ready to go. Yeah. So, but do you find uh, growing up in the city, did it, you, you hearken to the blues there? Or was it more of just, uh, you know, find your own path? Definitely found my own path. So what age did you decide you want to pursue a career in music? Well, ever since I was little, I think I knew I was going to. I just didn't really know how. Like, literally, since I was in preschool, I remember I'd go sing and, like, lock my door and sing in my room. And my mom, the only reason I know this is because she journaled about it. Mm. I would come out and be like, she'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I was just singing with the angels. <laughs> um <laughs> So I always knew that music was something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I was um, in musical theater. I was on a worship team. I did. I started writing music at a very young age, but didn't professionally pursue it, obviously. And then it wasn't until I started working in film at around the age of 15 or 16. And I thought that was going to be my way into the entertainment industry. But I knew that I also wanted to work in all aspects. So I wanted to do music for film and act and then make an album um, in my off time or whatever. But uh, with COVID and everything, it kind of changed my perspective. And I was like, I want to control. I don't want to wait for anybody. I want to control the stories that are being told and made. And I was like, I'm just going to start putting off or putting out music. Mm. So I knew I was always going to do it. I just didn't know timeline. Who are your musical idols and your influences? Oh, gosh, so many. I listened to a lot of Stevie Wonder growing up, and he's just my favorite. Um, I listened to a lot of Marvin Gaye, uh, just like jazz music that my parents would play. Um, and then I loved early 2000s. Yeah, I have too many people. And then obviously, like, <laughs> modern artists that I love, Dua Lipa, Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, so many. Can you play any instruments? If so, how many? I grew up playing a bit of piano and guitar, but I like to call it like worship style playing because I was on a worship team. So it's very like low level. I'm not prolific at either instrument. I wish I was. That's something I actually somewhat regret. Um, and I still play a little and I play enough to write music, but not enough to be super good at it. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day because because uh, I got some guitars in my private office. They're like, "Can you play guitar?" So that depends on who you ask. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> so, I should say you you're finding your own way. What has been the hardest part for establishing your sound? Sometimes I feel like I'm all over the place because I like so many genres of music. Like, I, I can't focus on one thing, which I think a lot of artists struggle with. Um, and that's why it's so important to have a good team around you developing your sound. Because one day I want to make a blues song or a jazz inspired song or a complete modern pop song. A lot of my music that I've made the past year has been very 80s influenced, which I think that's okay now. Like the industry is shifting so much where people are just blending all sorts of genres of music. But 
that has probably been one of the most difficult things. I'm literally just all over the place all the time. <laughs> mm. So uh, now you say, so you've done, you know, you broke into the business. How, how hard was it for you to actually get your foot in the door? Oh gosh, it's so difficult. Sometimes I feel like I'm, it's like just happening right now. And I'm like, I've been at this for so many years and I guess COVID doesn't like that year. I'm just going to like say that doesn't count, but it's so hard. I think there have been multiple things in my journey that have kind of, that has been the reason that I'm here today. Like I moved to Vancouver, Canada when I was 15 years old. And that's when I started really pursuing film. And that led me to um, meeting a ton of different types of people and realizing that I could do music. And then I did my first big feature film when I was 19 years old and a producer of that liked my music. I just played him some demos that I had and he sent it to my now vocal coach and they were like, oh, come have her uh, sing for me. And he was on tour with Justin Timberlake at the time. So I flew out to him in Connecticut, sang for him. He was willing to work with me and develop me. And that led to me working with different producers and movement directors and all sorts of different types of people. So it's, it's Sometimes it seems like it's so, so, so slow, but really there are just like so many pieces at play, I guess, all of the time and different people you're meeting, which is actually pretty crazy to look back and think about everything that's happened in the past few years. But I kind of feel like it's just happening now, actually. I have a question for you. If you yeah. were someone on the street and someone asked you to come up to you and said, can you describe the musician Liv Ritchie to them? What would you actually say? Oh, that's a tough question that's a big question I would say that I am spunky and full of life and love life and love people and hopefully and because of that I also experience heartbreak pretty deeply and I hope that that comes out in my writing and in my music and I hope I give um, I make music that people can dance to and cry to and enjoy and relate to that's the type of music I hope that I, I make and bring to the world. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a brief break to acknowledge two friends of the show. I hope you enjoy this time to refresh your drink and do some nice, big, deep breathing, you know, Cluzo style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Hang on to your butts. We'll be right back. This is B-Word, one half of the host of the Bleach Brothers podcast. My buddy Jake the Hater, Jake the Tailgater, joins me every single week on Sundays to cover things like dadisms, food and beverage, and all things entertainment. And just like Sunday church, when you get out, you can come and enjoy all the dirty talk and get sanitized. In today's story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her. Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions. And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more. Do you often find that you need a distraction from everyday life? Do you like true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, and other weird dark tales? Well, tune in and turn up Weird Distractions Podcast, where we, your hosts, Christy and Alex, bring you a weird distraction to help you get through the work week. 
Every Sunday morning, you can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Good Pods, and more. So, grab a snack, get comfy, and make sure to lock those doors. Need a distraction? We We got got you. Welcome back to the show, Duval Nation. We still have a lot to cover, so let's get back to our interview with the amazing Liv Ritchie. Now, this summer, you released the single, Wake Up. Tell us about that. Wake Up. I actually recorded that or made the demo for it how many years ago? Like three or four years ago and wasn't going to put it out at all. And then I played it for some friends randomly one day last spring and or this past spring, I guess. And they were like, oh, you need to put it out. So I put it out. But that actually was inspired by a situation from so long ago sometimes it's crazy how like a song can come out somebody's hearing it for the first time but I wrote that about somebody from like four years ago in my life that was that was a fun song to put out and I I got to work with a lot of friends on a visual for that as well I was listening to your music today while I was at work and I just want to get familiar with your music and your message and the song that kind of I didn't want to say this because it's gonna be kind of clever how I say this the song that stuck out to me is the song stuck and uh-huh. I, I found that to be quite a quite a catchy. I I, I played it like three different times. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. That's my favorite. I think my favorite song I've put out thus far. Really? Oh, good. See, yeah. I have a good taste then. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so you did wake up. You followed it with another single, "Don't Want You Back," and it seems you enjoy <laughs> collaborating. And this song is no different. Uh, with uh, believe it, her name is Brenna D'Amico. Am I saying that right? Brenna D'Amico. D'Amico, okay. Tell us about how that came out. That was something that I never intended on doing that song or working with her at all. We actually just met this past summer and we met at like a little party. It was more like a kickback celebrating a friend. And we were talking about our boy problems and we realized not long into the conversation that it was about the same boys. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, it's... It, it was awful. <laughs> um, I wasn't too happy. I'm I'm a pretty forgiving person in moments like that, or not forgiving, I guess. It's just like I, I know that there's no one to blame. Well, except mm-hmm. the dude, but like talking to her, like it wasn't, it was neither of our, our fault. So I just, I went home that night, I cried. Um, <laughs> and then a couple days later, I was explaining the situation to another friend who knew her as well. And he was like, you know, she can sing, right? And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked her up and listened to some of her music and reached out to her. And she came over and we wrote about it. And then we're just like, let's just put this out. Like, let's just move fast, put it out fast, because it was such a fresh thing anyways. And so I I had all this other music that I was planning on putting out. And that situation just happened. And we put it out. And it ended up being a really great time, like getting to know her and spending time with her and creating a song it, together. So was that your yeah. basically your take on Brandy and Monica, the boy is mine, just kind of but with a boy is not mine kind of thing? I do not know that song. <laughs> really? Oh wow. Okay. No. Now I'll look it up after this. Yeah, it's it's a it's a classic. It's exactly what you're describing. That and uh Oh, but are they she- fighting over the boy? Yeah, and then Brandy and Shakira, uh, "Beautiful Liar." That's another one. Sounds sounds like what you're, what you're describing. Oh, yeah, it really. Sucks. I'm proud of myself. I know that. Real. 
<laughs> All right. So that being said, uh, finally this Christmas, this is the one that I, uh, this is the question I've been really looking forward to asking you, okay? This Christmas, <laughs> you did something that completely tickled my nostalgia side, being that I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s, okay? Yeah. You covered Wham's Last Christmas. Yes. How intimidating is it to do a take on the great George Michael's voice? I thought people would hate me for even wanting to do it because I love George Michael and my mom loves George Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked her ahead of time, I was like, would you like let me do this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was like, yeah, of course you should do it. Um, but the main reason I wanted to do it was one, I love George Michael, but two, that song was so relevant in my life. Like it literally kind of felt too close to me at the time. And I wanted to do a Christmas song, so I was like, it kind of has to be this song. So I, yeah, I love George Michael. Really? Do you ever get to watch yeah. any of his like his live performances on uh, YouTube or anything like that? Yeah, my mom and I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> any any particular songs stick out other than Last Christmas? Uh, Faith, my favorite. Faith. Mine yeah. has always been uh, Father Figure. I don't know why. I just I that yeah, song love that song too. Hits hits right in the feels that song. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, you you. In a way, the base of the way you're describing your idols and your influences, you grew up in the wrong couple of decades. I so know. You, you were born about 30 years too late, my friend. I do apologize about that. I know. <laughs> but you know what, though? Like I told another musician who was on here, she was just starting out as well. It's like, you know, what is my legends to me, you know, being my age? The people that you're working with now and, and your age group and who are popular now, they're going to be, you know, 20 years from now, people are going to be coming to you like, oh, my God, you, you were around when Billie Eilish was around. You're around. I think when... about that all the time. It's, that's yeah. so strange. What would you say so far has been the largest obstacle that you've had to overcome? Um, <laughs> <say> COVID. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess being an independent artist is so great in so many ways because I feel like I'm in, in control, but it's also so hard. I am working multiple jobs to, to finance my music. And then I'm having to um, schedule everything myself and network. And that's, that's, it's a lot. It feels like yeah. a lot on my plate all the time. You just kind of have to like get through it. Like people give up all of the time and I refuse to be that person. Yeah. So you just keep pushing through everything feels like an obstacle. I feel like, I feel like life feels like an obstacle. It's just hard all of the time. And mm. if you don't enjoy the little moments and like the people you're meeting along the way who are helping you with your music and rooting for you, then you're missing out. <laughs> if you had the power to do so, who would be the one musician you would love to collaborate with? Oh, wow. There are so many. I feel like this would never happen because he doesn't collaborate with anybody, but Harry Styles, I just love to be in a room with him and like write with him. It doesn't even have to like, the music doesn't even have to come out. I just want to talk to him or, or I would love to um, work with John Bellion Mm. as him as a producer and writer. Um, I think he is incredible. I love his music. You're the first person of all the musicians I've had on my show that said Harry Styles. Most of them go Taylor Swift or Adele or something like that. Oh, really? What, what is it about? Everyone's obsessed with him right now. <laughs> yeah, say, so what is the obsession with, with Harry Styles? What, what sets him apart from the others? It honestly kind of scares me how obsessed with people are um, people are with him right now because he is idolized like a god. Like, I haven't seen that with 
an artist in a really long time, especially now because the industry feels so saturated compared to like the 80s or early 2000s. But with him, he's an incredible writer, incredible musician. His, his music feels super honest to me. And I'm just super intrigued with him. I think he has a great personality from what's projected in the media. Obviously, I don't know him. He just seems very wonderful and kind, and I only hear good things about him. I mean, he must have flaws, but I, I don't see him very often. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I've Again, like I said, I've had many musicians on here. Not one of them's ever said Harry Styles. So you, congratulations, you could be the first. Oh, dang. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, apparently, from what I've been reading about you, there's some, you, you mentioned earlier you did some film. Tell me about your uh, film roles and your dabbling into acting. Yeah, I, I think I'll continue to do acting. I love acting. Um, I did my first film, I think I was 16, and it was like a PBS special that I hope nobody ever sees. What's it called? What's it called? called? I'm literally not going to say I hope nobody (laughs) finds it. I've had, I think, only one friend find it. Yeah, I hope nobody watches it. And then I did a film, a feature film when I was 19 called Running for Grace, and we, um, I left college to shoot that movie, and we shot it in Hawaii for a couple months. And it was the most wonderful experience of my life, just like living in Hawaii and shooting a movie. In fact, I was like way too spoiled that that was my first feature film because now (laughs) I'm like, oh, I don't get to shoot every film in Hawaii. And then I booked a Western right before COVID that we were supposed to shoot and that didn't happen. So I'm I'm still like auditioning and booking roles and, and hoping to do more film work and Definitely want to also dabble in production. Um, I want to own my own production company eventually. Mm-hmm. So film is super important to me. Fair enough. So that being said, um, with you know your music and your film, what does the future hold for Liberty? I booked a pretty big film in the spring that I'm like super excited about. The cast is incredible. With COVID and everything, I don't know timeline when it's going to happen. But I'm very excited about it. It's literally a dream cast for me. So who's in it? Can I ask? Felt, um, I cannot say. I wish I could. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. No. Um, but I'm super, super, super excited for it. At one point, I was allowed to say, and then they recast some of the roles. And I had to like <laughs> go back and be like, wait, no, please don't tell anybody. Um, and then I'm just gonna keep releasing music. I I had a whole plan of how I wanted to release in the new year. And because of the way the industry is changing with, with TikTok, with social media, I think I'm going to test out my music a bit more and, and engage with, with people and with fans um, and have them tell me what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to continue writing, continue uh, making music, and hopefully shooting this film. What about touring? I cannot wait to tour. I like, cannot wait to do live shows. I'll probably uh, release a few more songs, um, maybe a full EP first, and then start um, with a tour. Yeah, I'm nice. so excited. Nice. Now, you mentioned, I, I'm going to ask you in a minute, you know, obviously let your f- the fans know where you're on, on all your social medias, but there is something I got to ask you because um, I was I was talking to my wife about this earlier is how prevalent is it in the music industry now, social media? Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. I mean, is it is it a make or break like you... You have to use it or is it, can you get by without it? 
I think everybody has their own journey with like how they make it in the industry. But I think right now it's like absolutely necessary. And I hate to say that because um, I was homeschooled growing up and like was pretty against social media for um, a good amount of time and love like real life human connection. So that was something that was kind of new to me. And I've had to learn um, how to deal with that the past year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was putting off TikTok for so long. I actually regret it. I should have gotten it before quarantine um, in 2020. But it's like absolutely necessary and incredible tool to use right now. Like we used it a lot for Don't Want You Back and um, really got to get our story out. We had no marketing besides TikTok. And that's how we got the song out there. So mm. it's, I think it's pretty necessary. That's awesome. That being said, um, as we wind this interview down, uh, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? I think all of my social media handles are the love you live. So it's Mm. pretty easy. As we end my interviews, I end them with my absolute favorite question. Okay. My question Mm -hmm. is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you would want to say to the people of earth? Wow. Okay. I think I would say, especially after this past year and in the times we're living in, life is so short and it's so precious and fragile and tomorrow is not promised. And I would say love on everybody around you. Hold the ones you love close to you. Tell them you love them often. And just be kind to everybody and love on everybody because everybody's fighting their own battle and choose love try to choose love every day nice i like that that's that's very heartfelt very very good i like that all right that being said Liv, thanks ever so much for taking the time to come on today um i know you're really busy uh my fans all over the world join me in wishing nothing but the absolute best for your future and success thank you so much that means a lot to me you're welcome you're welcome and just like that duval nation we come to the end of episode 53 I want to thank the amazing Liv Ritchie for coming on, sharing her music and her message with us. Like I said a few moments ago, I wish her absolutely nothing but the best success for her future career. We are not done yet. We still have a full week of releases with another Derek and Mindy's Fun With Movies and then episode 54. I cannot wait to tell you about it. It's going to be great. I hope everyone has a great week. We're about two weeks away from my birthday. Yes, thanks everyone. I cannot believe I'm getting as old as I am. But with that being said, on behalf of the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, be safe, be kind. And if you haven't had the chance to do it yet, get that vaccine. We are so close to the end of this damn thing. So close. Nostar, God bless. And see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.